Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready for a digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, lore, and more. So plug in, because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. I am your host, Project Itachi, joined by my good friend, co-host, Warners, and it is... May the 4th. So you guys know what that means. If you are into Star Wars, may the 4th be with you. This is our special Star Wars episode. We're just going to discuss Star Wars because I don't know if you guys know, Return of the Jedi is going to be coming back to theaters to celebrate its 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary. I might actually go see it uh, because I saw it originally as a kid in theaters and that was like that was like amazing. I remember my mom took me to see it and I was like I've, I've never seen it in theaters. I I, I think I might go see Dude, it. Dude, yeah, time. you got to go see it in theaters. It's just something I, I mean, I've else. seen it like on a, like w- watching movies, you know, I hate to say it about Star Wars, but watching movies that old on like a modern day TV, it's kind of disheartening because like it kind of looks f- like, Fuzzy. obviously it's fake, right? It's a fictional world. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it just looks like, it looks worse. Yeah. On a, on a modern day TV. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly they'll update it though for like, modern day tech and stuff oh yeah and there's probably a theatrical release that the they'll you know actually have for the theater nice and cleaned up but i i just can't wait to get the the john williams orchestra that the the original symphony in theater sound again like it's just something about hearing the star wars music in theater. I'm not talking the new movies. I'm talking the classics. Duel of Fates, you know, and 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 the original Star Wars theme and the the trophy room walk. The prequels are classics now. Yeah, the prequels are classics now. <laughs> um over 20 years old. Yep. Yep. Which which is funny for any Star Wars fan, if you want to have a good laugh and just feel awkward, watch the throne room walk from A New Hope as it was without the music, as they were filming it without music. <laughs> it is the most awkward, longest walk of silence you will ever watch, but totally worth it. Totally worth I mean, it. I, when I think about it, though, like Return of the Jedi came out in 1983, I think. Yeah, 1983. And the uh, episode one came out in 1999. So really... It, it, it's it's you know a little bit over what is that seven i'm i'm not good with numbers I'm not good with numbers <laughs> 16 16 years yeah 16 years that's i mean we get plenty of sequels now you know here here and there that that are that far apart so really it's they're not too far apart 
the ones they made the sequels that we don't like to talk about. And if you like the sequels, I don't like you. Uh, those were a little, yeah, they were a little more spread. I out. like one of the sequels. One, the first one, the force awakens. That's the only one I liked. I liked the force awakens. I, see, I liked, I did not like the first one or the second one, but I enjoyed the second half of the third one. Really? Only the second half. Yeah, only the second half. I thought that was such could, a... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a Star Wars fan. Through and through. Before anyone gets upset, I'm a Star Wars fan. But I thought the second half of the third one was such an ass pull that I was wait, just wait. there like at that point for the special effects. Well, I'm so bad with names. Who who was the director of the first the first one? Oh, oh. Ah, he owns... He owns Robot. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. No, I can't think of his name. Either. I had a brain fart, and I asked you that's why because because I can't because I they changed directors, and and then the episode what episode eight was god awful, and then they dropped episode JJ Abrams. The, yeah, so so it was so it was JJ Abrams that had to come back in the ninth one and unfuck whatever that shit was, and that's what I think because the the seventh one was okay. The eighth one, I'm pretty sure everyone, like majority rules, was horrible. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. And it really felt like from my perspective was in the ninth one, Abrams had to take what was done in the eighth and just do his best with it. Because I, I feel like Abrams actually cared. Abrams I, actually I feel like yeah. he, he did try. And I feel like when he came into the, the ninth one, episode nine, he had to t- take what he was given in episode eight and do his best to make it work yeah. and give us something decent. And I feel like that showed in episode nine. That's why I'm not personally too hard on it. Episode eight though. I mean, just all four delete forever. <laughs> and you know, at the star Wars celebration that happened in April, um, they announced that there's going to be three more movies. Now, if anyone has been following, had been following the, before George Lucas sold, uh, Star Wars to Disney, he had originally planned four or nine movies, but due to wanting, you know, he wanted to spend more time with his family and he, the time it took to get these movies out, it was just too time consuming. And he, he, he dropped the last three. So when we first got the sequels, we were like, okay, we're, we're, you know, a lot of us probably thought we're finally going to get George Lucas's vision. And then Disney hit us with the, yeah, no, since we bought it, all of that stuff you were expecting gone. Out the window. Everything, everything in the books and games was no longer no canon, longer canon. Which not all of it was canon, but uh, like most of it was mm. canon. There was only uh, I think and, was, at the time one newly introduced video game that it was so good it became canon, and that was the Force Unleashed. Well, when the prequels came out, everyone gave it a hard time, right? Because the the dialogue was a little cheesy. I liked it for the cheesy dialogue, though. Like I was, it was the nineties when it started. It was the nineties. And I was for it. And, and like looking back, like, yeah, there were some moments you're like, like when Palpatine was like, when he was pretending to be the, the chancellor, right? And he was uh, watching Anakin and Dooku fight mm. and he does that little, yes. <laughs> like, what? You know, Do like it. shit like that. Like, <laughs> just random shit that had no business, random dialogue that had no business being in there. But it was funny. Like, it just, it, it was like, okay. And we gave George Lucas a hard time. And I feel like a large amount of us now after the sequels are like, maybe, maybe we were too maybe hard we were on, too harsh on, on our boy. 
Maybe I judged you too harshly. <laughs> I mean, fuck Jar Jar Binks, but still. And you know, it, it's funny because it's not like he didn't take some of the criticism to heart because in the second one, he revised Jar Jar, gave him a small, smaller presence, but made him an important political figure that had matured. And I think going back, there was like, it was the adults that mostly hated Jar Jar. And George Lucas admitted he was like, eh, you know, Jar Jar was for the kids. Because to be honest, Star Wars is for everyone in some way. And you you basically, for episode one, the focus was a kid, Anakin Skywalker, nine, ten years old. So a lot of parents, because parents still do it today, they were going to take their kids to see the movie. Now, let's be honest. How much of the political conversation did did we really understand back in 1999? No, it's true. It wasn't really until I was older and, and rewatched the prequels for the millionth time. Yeah. That, and, and of course read quite a few books that the politics of it to me became a, a fucking masterpiece yeah. in that movie. Like they were well done yeah. for the most part. So granted someone like Jar Jar came in and broke the scene up, but that was because I feel George had good pay. Cause a lot of people forget George was a parent. He was a parent. So he probably let his kids watch the movies before we ever saw it. And he probably saw points when his kids were probably like staring off into the space, like lost interest. And if you're, if you're in a movie theater and your kids start losing interest in something, some, in some cases they might start acting up, ruining the movie for other people. Cause they start getting fidgety and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> he did that for the, for the parents. He, when your kids get upset, he's like, but Jar Jar. But Jar Jar. <laughs> and, you know, and who knows? You know, it's probably a stretch. But I think that's why he did it. Because, yes, as a parent, you hated Jar Jar. But I'm sure your kids hated the politics. So in the end, it's a win-win. But then he, he was also, George Lucas was a little bit of a menace for being like, but Jar Jar. And then Darth Maul's like, just existing. Just all of a sudden, next scene's just Darth Maul looking the way he does. Um, a total problem. But look, that works too. Because once again, as an adult, you're, you're getting that, that suspense. You're getting that action. You're getting that thrill. Here comes this badass Darth Maul. You're pumped up. Here comes this badass Darth Maul. Your kids are scared into their seats. Now, I wonder with the next uh, trilogy that they're going to be working on, which I... I I read that Ray is going to be a part of this, yeah. this trilogy. Yep. She's reprising. Uh, I imagine role. she's going to be a big part of yeah. it. I mean, it, it, assuming it happens, you know, some, some years yeah. after making, whatever. making the same mistake Luke made rebuilding the Jem so, Jedi. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wonder if Disney is going to look at the criticism and the mistakes of those, those new sequels they made and, Make it a, any any attempt here to learn from that and do better. Disney had criticism at at go. Disney's had a lot of time to absorb the criticisms. And I will say for some of their shows, it looks like they listen. Um, Mandalorian is a phenomenal show. Attack of uh, the Clones. The way original Attack of the Clones started, it, it started on Cartoon Network originally, and it started as a, a voiceless a uh, pure action animation that was freaking phenomenal for, for like five minutes on a Friday. That's all I would look forward to for a week for five minutes of an episode on a Friday. Um, and then it got a full series that basically fleshed out the entire clone wars arc. And it 
was amazing and then they got rebel so the shows are really fleshed out and it seems like they they pulled from the universe that they said is no longer canon my whole wish and i think any star wars fans only wish is for them to take from the universe that was already created and make that the reality because and jj almost gave them the blueprint because if you look at the Force Unleashed and, and some of the aspects, some of the stuff is inspired by the what was formerly canonical books. They may have flipped some roles around and, and changed little things here and there, but the stuff was there. Like, I thought we were like they have if they go for the Force sensitive. Uh, I can't remember the species names. Star Wars fans, give me help. Help me out here. The Force sensitive bugs. That were more of a menace than the Empire. So much so that for a while, some of the rebellion regretted undoing the Empire because they didn't have the resources to deal with these force sensitive bugs that were just wreaking havoc across the galaxy because the Empire had been dismantled. The only thing that had prevented them from uprising was the Empire, which then you come to find out in a roundabout way, the Empire was protecting the universe from a greater threat by establishing itself as the ultimate power. Once the like Empire a, was like dismantled, a, evil, the, the, the worst of two evils. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I, I know I know the species you're talking about. I, and, you know, I'm not I'm so fucking bad with names, dude. It doesn't matter. Movies, music like I, if I hear it or read it, I know what it is. Someone mentions it. But off the top of my head, I'm so fucking bad with names. Um. I think you were telling me something you had read something or, or something along the lines, uh, who they might be introducing to the sequel star killer. That's right. I think we had this conversation. Yeah. And, and how we felt about like, if they wanted to introduce star killer into the universe, um, star killer is the one with billions of like, a, a like billions of death count at his hands. Star Killer was he like one of one of the strongest. Yeah, Star Killer was the Broly Vader was of the Star Wars him, right? universe when he became canon. Um, he, he was the one that Vader was training. Yeah, he was Vader's and then apprentice. Vader ultimately killed. Uh, because let's be honest, one does not simply snatch Vader's lightsaber out of his hands, let alone being like a five-year-old kid when you did it. <laughs> Star Killer was the Broly of the Star Wars universe. He just was raw untapped power and the conversation we had is like a lot of people and i think disney was trying to circumvent introducing anyone who could be seen as stronger than vader because let's be honest the face of star wars really isn't luke isn't leia isn't even han it's darth vader in some way, his presence is always felt in everything. There's always some way they incorporate Vader into the series, even in the others in the in the sequels that we don't like. Vader's presence was heavily felt. Kylo Ren literally tried to be Vader. They even showed Vader's mask. Vader is the face of Star Wars. You say Star Wars, most people are first thought vader than everybody else so i'm curious how they would implement adding star killer to this universe because 
you know, they, they kind of just said no to all the canon mm-hmm. that was there once, once Disney had the rights. But outside that, Vader had already killed Starkiller. Mm-hmm. He'd already killed him. Mm-hmm. So they'd have to allow, they'd have to have a backstory that he was there the whole time and, and maybe he was somewhere else or some, some shit or cloned. You know, Star Wars loves cloning people. Uh, in, in the Obi-Wan show, actually, they had that, that underground bunker on um, whatever fucking planet they were on. And uh, they had all those. They were obviously making clones mm-hmm. that they were working on. Yep. And they made that pretty not subtle. So that's always a possibility. But then we have Ray. And I think a big argument with Ray here is she didn't get any training. She was just a badass. Now, on one hand, you could you could be like you can nod your head and be like, I mean, yeah, if she's a Palpatine, maybe she's naturally just a badass. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But we still don't like characters that just come out of nowhere and are a badass. And do amazing. So they're going to have to introduce Starkiller in a world where Rey is, is even better now. She's a Jedi Master, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. by, these, by these next three. And Starkiller would have to be the next big threat. Now, I don't remember, because I remember the books with, um, with the Order after the Empire. But I don't recall anything after them. Whatever new books. I have think come it was out. just. I if I remember it correctly, it was just chaos. But it's been years since I've read a lot of these books. Yeah, and after they made you know the original stuff canon, I drifted away from the books because I was upset because I I have some of those books and some of them were my favorite storylines. Um, in terms of Star Killer, I don't think he would be a threat because he was ever he was never actually the bad guy. His original story was his family crest was the symbol for hope as you know in our group chat yuli pointed out and the rebellion was born from his sacrifice but you know they introduced rogue one which completely removes that as a possibility so i said well if disney wants to introduce star killer there's three ways they're going to go about it they're just going to shoehorn him in to pull in old fans and do something completely different with them 
or they can tie into a loose end of one of their movies and say this was Starkiller and Ray found him or came back and found him later. And I believe it was at the end of eight. Everyone's his favorite. Towards the end, you see this force sensitive child looking up to the stars and reaches his hand out and calls a broom to his hand. And they comment that, you know, the force is pretty much alive and, 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 and still out there in many people. And you see this force sensitive child use the force and then it just ends. So it's kind of like, OK. What are we where do we go from here with that? You know, that's. That's a pretty important. Uh, this is something you just leave it hanging out in the air there. It's, it's low hanging fruit. So they could say that that child is Starkiller and then boom, he's tied into the universe and they just run from there. Um, and then, you know, third option is you, you, he just happens to be part of Ray's uh, new Jedi Jedi Order because it's 15 years after the events of the last film. Oh, they already came out and said yeah, it's going to be 15 years I, later. I didn't know that. So that's, that's a lot of time. And if she's a Jedi master at this point, she's probably got the council well established for 15 years. See, here's the thing though. Like I, I accept, you know, I accept Ray as, as a, as a, as a Jedi and even a Jedi master. Cause she did to some extent work with Luke Skywalker, but there were no Jedi left, dude. There were zero Jedi left, at least to our knowledge, that were at least well known that they would be mentioned. So who would how would Ray even know who to go to or how to go about restarting the Jedi Order? It just seems like and, and not to mention Luke burned down all of those books. Yeah. So this is my theory once again star fans feel free to chime in if ray developed the same ability that luke obi-wan qui-gon did which is to be able to communicate with the jedi of the time before through the force she could still continue her training with them that way because they are all part of the force they they are one with the force so they're they're eternal we we know both Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan with with Qui Gon did the same thing. Mm-hmm. They they received a, a, some of their training in in that manner. Yeah. So they probably can. They probably resumed Ray's training that way. And knowing I have one too. What tore the order apart originally? Luke's probably telling her, "Don't do what I did." Don't do what Yoda and them did. That's where it failed the first time. Here's how we should go about it now. He'd be old as hell. But. I refuse to believe Mace Windu died. We we did not see him die and I will die on that hill. Dude, so many people just think that for what was it? The ongoing rumor was Lord Snook was Mace. <laughs> at first because they're like look no mace was electric burns and mace windu was was too hardcore on the jedi way like he was not having it with anakin he was not having it with, and he was it, 
he didn't have to say motherfucker to know that that's what he was thinking every time he was talking to Anakin. Yeah, he was he was dead set in the. You will gain our trust, and in his head, he's like motherfucker. Yeah, he he was dead set in the old ways, but that's what caused so much conflict, and that's why the council fell the way it did. I don't think this new Jedi Order is going to be that same way. You think they'll be closer to the the gray Jedi? The gray Jedi. Because the, here comes back to a conversation once again that we had. And I, I really thought, I think this is an interesting conversation. I really want to open this up because we got in our, in our discord, we got some amazing uh, Star Wars fans. And I got my good friend Brooks. He's a hardcore Star Wars fan. You can ask this man anything Star Wars and he'll know it. And then we've got Sailor Lion, who I know is a Star Wars fan. So I'm sure they'll have their two cents. But I would love to hear this from the Star Wars community. You remember when Byrne asked in the chat about Anakin killing the younglings? And did we think it was weird that they they didn't show, but, you know, that they even like, like, why? Why was he going after the Jedi Masters? Like, why did he go for the younglings? Like, what was the point of that? What was the point in showing that? And and then, you know, Yuli came in and he was like, well, he was told to take over the Jedi Temple by any means. And that's what he did. But I also and to destroy the Jedi, destroy the Jedi. It was part of it was part of Order you know, 66, Order 66 to, to wipe out all the Jedi. So I said, OK, I understand. both. And we know points. we do. We do know one of them survived. Yeah. Grogu. Grogu is one of the younglings that survived. Um. And I can't remember her name, but from the Obi-Wan series, there was the other mm-hmm. one. Um, and which fabulous job tying that in. Yeah, she survived. And I said, you know what? There's two ways you can look at Anakin's approach to the younglings. You know, off camera, maybe he was slaying masters. I mean, he was a formidable Jedi already. He was master level. They just didn't give him a seat on the council, which is all he wanted. But from their perspective, he was not ready because of his actions and his clouded thoughts. See, this is where why Anakin's one of my favorite characters. I could not be a Jedi. I would have to be somewhere in the middle because Anakin wanted to prove he spent the time that he came in. First of all, he he didn't ask for the life he got, but he dealt with the hand he was dealt. He, I think, even through the Clone Wars, he did his best to keep his emotions in check. I think he would have turned a lot sooner. Oh, he struggled. He was very He struggled, and then, and then he really didn't have anyone to actually, like, he couldn't even tell Obi-Wan, like, everything. Yeah. And I think because he had to keep everything bottled up, obviously, when he did let it out, it came off pretty brutally. A lot of people he would massacre realize, everything around him. <clears throat> Padme prevented Vader for a, a lot longer just her existence in his life kept him from becoming vader for a good amount of time the entire span of the clone war you can thank her that he did not become vader sooner because the moment he stepped through the jedi council doors they pretty much called him a threat if he was so much a threat and then when first they said the boy won't be trained so you already dragged him away from his mom halfway across the universe to reject him at the door. He's he remembers that. Then, you know. When Qui-Gon offers 
uh, alternative, they're like, oh, uh, 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 what? But it's Qui-Gon, so they're like, all right, all right, yeah. Qui-Gon. Uh, so Just keep over there. So after the Qui-Gon's unfortunate demise, um, and Obi-Wan raises Anakin, trains Anakin, instead of seeing how he could have gone, they still kept him at arm's length, but we're not above using him. You don't want to give this man the seat on the council, despite his unlimited potential, knowing he's a huge asset to you has. Wow. There was complete child neglect in this, in this series. Yeah, he's the rank of a general. He's led entire armies. Name one battle he legitimately lost where he had to, well, this is a loss. He was an ace pilot. One of the best force wielders. One of the best with a lightsaber. Trained by the best. I, I don't think it was just necessarily a fear, which, which that's what it was. It was fear, and it was, that's something that they preach not to have. Because fear leads to the dark side, yet they were afraid of Anakin, hence they wouldn't let him grow, be closer, and be on the council. Which I, and I argue, I say, the fear they felt in him, they never sat back for once and said, maybe we create that fear in him. Because we're afraid of him, he's now afraid of how we view him. It's just a cycle of fear. They didn't even attempt to remove that fear. They just attempted to keep him on a leash. And if you look at any of the shows and, 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 and I implore anyone like beyond the movies, some of these Disney shows, they're actually really good. If you watch the Clone Wars and look at the tactics, the Jedi were willing to utilize to achieve their goals. They were not above espionage and assassination using stealth tactics to take down Sith. Sith will be like right in your face. I am here. I am a problem. <laughs> You're going to deal with it. The Jedi would literally use espionage tactics, clone armies, and assassination to take you out if they deemed you a threat. So who really is the bad guy here? Because, yes, the Sith are ultimately evil. But And, and, and guys, I'm, I'm going to say, I hate to say it, I probably would have to be a gray Jedi because I, I couldn't be a full Jedi. I'd either be a Sith or a gray. The Sith did not restrict emotional attachment. If anything, it fueled them. The Sith did not conscript younglings they took you after you had already grown up so you could look at it and argue the jedi were conscripting younglings aka child soldiers separating them from their families which that's emotional scarring as well because your family just willingly gave you up because you had a higher calling that was the only reason you have a higher calling so we're taking your kid okay now now did they did they take, cause I, I don't know this, this part of, of the star Wars lore. I'm sure it's touched on somewhere. Maybe you know it when they took the, the younglings in, did they get a choice to leave their families? I mean, I look at Anakin as the, or did they example. get like master chief John did? No, you know, here's a clone. We're stealing this kid. <laughs> no, I think, I think what we saw in episode one is how it goes. They 
come to a planet and if they happen to find a force sensitive child um they I'm pretty sure if they're told no they leave it alone but at the same time they're they're willing to separate younglings from their families for a life of never ending conflict I mean look at Jedi's how many limbs did Anakin lose before he became Vader <laughs> like this man lost the whole arm. <laughs> Obi Wan had the high ground. Yeah, scars. Like he didn't listen. Yeah, and then loses all the rest of his limbs to a Jedi. Like, and how many of them that you know we we talk about it, but how, when they finally hit the field as an actual Padawan, Anakin was already on the field with Obi Wan because obviously by the age of ten, because Obi was like, oh, he's too old. They start them young. So that means Anakin was already on the field by the time he was 10, 11 years old. Now you got to think about how many of those Padawans don't survive on whatever planet they happen to hit with their Jedi master or do survive and their master dies. Now they're stranded wherever surviving on their own. Like this is the conversation I would love to go deep into of like the Star Wars Jedi lore. Like, like I'm not saying the Jedi's are the bad guys, but I'm just saying if anyone knows the, the the true lore of how the Jedi went about getting younglings, I would really like to know. Like, yeah, put it in the Discord or send it on their website. Yeah. Let, let us know, and we'll we'll talk about it at another time. And, and you know, yeah, definitely a good conversation to have in a in a, in a our one of our lengthy episodes. Which, by the way, guys, make sure to visit our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash OSM Media. Uh, we will probably have this as an after dark topic because this this could go in so many ways and there's so much to the star wars universe so much kid can't be covered in in the little bit of time we have on our our weekly episode which unfortunately we are all out of time but guys if you're a star wars fan please 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 leave your comments let us know what you think are you excited for the new movies are you excited for the new shows if you are which ones are you not excited can you tell us why we want to hear from the star wars community in force let us know and if anything we said has already been answered please like Warner said let us know we we want this information we want this conversation so anyway we're out of here you guys have an awesome May the 4th May the 4th be with you catch you on the next episode Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.